0: Hello everyone, my name is Belinda and welcome to A Rose in Bloom, the podcast. Whoop, whoop. One day we're going to have like applause, an applause sound machine, but we're going to get there. <laughs> um, so today's episode, the first one, is really just going to be focused on how this whole thing came about, how it somewhat came to life. And things of that nature. So, we're just gonna go into context for the name, the tone, what this is gonna be about. All right, so let's start from the beginning. I was raised in a Christian household, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we did the whole church thing every Sunday, holidays, you know, Christmas, Easter, all that, right? Um, And also context, Uh, my family's from Ghana, West Africa, so that also adds a little bit of culture (laughs) to the religion, and we'll get into that maybe on later episodes. (laughs) But because of the way that I was made, I guess, personality-wise, going to church for real was not a big deal for me. Like, I wasn't someone who, like, hated going to church growing up like I never felt like oh my gosh my parents are forcing me to go to church like I actually enjoyed it like I had friends I loved the messages the sermons like I honestly I know like church girl has negative connotations um or has varying connotations but church girl at heart like I never had a problem with it um but within that context there was also like a lot of other stuff going on right so like truly i was saved but struggling like i love jesus i love god but like i still grew up in a single mother household right or a single parent household so life was rough we weren't like poor but like sometimes there were days that were like hello like, I'm trying to get stuff at the Scholastic Book Fair, but, like, we ain't got money to do that. There's other things to spend money on um, and things of that nature. But, um, yeah, safe is struggling, truly. I remember <laughs> being in, like, the fifth grade and, like, giving my life to Christ. Okay, so more context. My well, – or the people that I, like, see as godparents – right now in this life um they were the sunday school teachers and rock solid like they might be able to this day but you know if you if you're aware of like the church setting and context um at the end of like the service sometimes though for the most part they'll do like a um not like a call to repentance but definitely like a you know if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you know, raise your hand or, you know, repeat after me type thing. Right. <clears throat> so because I was, I did that like first grade through fifth, I just remember anytime that time came in like Sunday school, I was like, yeah, let me just put my head down. Cause I'm good on this side. Like I'm, <laughs> I love Jesus, you know, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, but I will never forget in fifth grade, um, the Sunday school teachers, like doing that little spiel And really recognizing, yo, I never said the prayer. And I just, I just remember feeling so stressed. I was like, yo, I'm going to hell. Like, this is crazy. This is my time. I need to do it now. Also, more context, I grew up Pentecostal. If that means anything to anybody. There's some... (laughs) I'll say culture. Cultural significance with growing up Pentecostal. And if you were raised Pentecostal, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, like I just remember being so stressed and just saying the prayer right then and there. Um, but I had to be like 10 years old, but I think I really gave my life to Christ when I was 13. Like, I made the decision, I wasn't scared, right? That like I was gonna go to hell. I just remember being like, you know what, I'm trying to do this, like for real. Um, but still saved and struggling. You know, middle school's rough, everything was rough, like, life honestly was just rough um but the one thing i remember from that age or that time period from like fifth to like 13 fourth oh lord i'm losing my english from when i was like 10 in the fifth grade to like 13 i think i was like eighth grade i just remember feeling like things were very skewed um with the way i was being taught And not theology. I want to make that very clear. I'm not talking about theology. I'm talking about how I was treated as a woman versus my male counterparts being treated as like men. Um, And one of the biggest things was like being like, having that like pushed on me like that proverbs 31 woman like that is the woman that you need to be being pushed and that was it it kind of just seemed like being trained to be a wifey right um and honestly proverbs 31 woman props to her like she is the bomb.com and i do have aspirations to be like her truly um but like that was what it was focused on like yeah you're supposed to wake up early you're supposed to take care of your husband you know beauty fades but you know a woman that fears the lord is forever like that was always pushed but i recognized that for the guys in the community that I was growing up with, it was more focused on like don't you know like I mean everybody got the don't have sex talk but like it was very really like focused it was it was more for like the boys or like the men of the group and very much like focused on like lust and like all these things and it just seemed like Honestly, for real, and this may be a hot take, but it seemed like the women were being trained to be wives and not being taught anything else about this walk and the men were being trained to like I don't even know, like be men, I don't know, like just focused on like the real things that like come at come at you in life, right? Like lust or porn or like gosh I don't know like basically there was never like how to be a good husband it was like real life things per se like things that you're dealing with in the spirit or your walk with Christ meanwhile I'm for me it's submit you need to learn how to be a good wife you need to cook you need to. okay well that might be some cultural aspects but again um like just Like, how come I'm not being taught to deal with some of these things that will also be coming at me in this life? All I'm focused on is how to be a Proverbs 31 woman and to just focus on being a wife. Meanwhile, the boys, the men are being taught how to attack certain things or... um, I don't even know. I don't even know. I just remember being like, this is not fair. Because for real, for real... And we'll get into this in later episodes. I'm struggling with the same thing that these men are struggling with. But no one's teaching me how to deal with it. Y'all are teaching them. But for me, it's like... It's almost like non-existent. You know? And I remember feeling that at 13. like, And I was... I was stressed. like I'm over here feeling dealing with condemnation and guilt. And I'm just like, well, I can't talk to nobody about this. Because no other woman is going through this. No other woman is freaking dealing with lust. Like lord i i i literally remember um with my with my um youth group we would they would take us to like the beach right we'd go to Sinkatink, tink with the little horses in Maryland it was so much fun, but i specifically remember um having to wear like a t shirt over my like bikini if I wanted to go on the trip Um, and like I get it right modesty um, and another thing modesty just being pushed on me as a young woman meanwhile people will have six six packs right these men have six packs like how about you know modesty for all I don't know Um, I mean and honestly now that I'm older I can understand but um, it was still really annoying and very hurtful because nobody really wanted to teach me why it was important It just seemed like it was being pushed on me and not the boys or the guys in the group. But I just remember being told, you need to wear wear a t-shirt over your bikini if you wear a bikini. Or you need to wear a bodysuit. Not a bodysuit. Like a one-piece. And I just never felt comfortable in one-pieces. It was just too much going on. You know, I was tiny. I've always been tiny. But it was still like, I feel trapped. Like, I feel like this is not... You know, um, and I just remember specifically asking one time, okay, I'll wear the t shirt on top of my bikini or whatever, but do so and so, do they need to wear it? Can they wear a t shirt or do they need to, you know, the boys? And I'd be like, no, they don't have to. And I just remember being so mad because how can you pit modesty? On a woman and having to like cover up, but not for the guys, right? Because I'm gonna keep it a band with you. And if they're watching, hello. But my pastor's sons at the time were hot. Okay, six packs and all. They were in high school, wrestling, playing football, all that. And you expect me, a woman, a young, a young lady, struggling with lust to go on a beach trip and having to wear a t-shirt. Meanwhile, these men are frolicking around in the sand, in the water, playing football. And I'm like, you know, like, what about me? What about me struggling with less? But then again, not being able to tell nobody because it's not talked about enough as a woman, especially back then, this was like 2011, 2010. It's not talked about how to deal with it or as if it even exists for a woman. Um, And it just got to a point where I actually stopped going. To the trips because I was like this is not fair and if the bible is telling me that I shouldn't lead my brother into temptation honestly I feel like it should be the other way around and nobody's trying to do that for me and no one cares that I'm struggling with that so I'm not going on the trip right um and so I just remember feeling and that it wasn't just for less honestly it was for a whole lot of other things apart from Proverbs 31 you know being that woman or um how I was being raised or trained like there was just So many things that I just felt so alone in. um, And I couldn't talk about it to anyone. Now, granted, I had some amazing people in my life who would tell me their stories. You know, women, amazing women in in my life that would tell me their stories. But it was still like, okay, you've overcome. Or you seem to overcome. I'm still struggling with it. Like, what's, what's the answer for me, you know? So yeah, I was just struggling with so much of that and feelings very alone, you know? And so again, that's why I say "saved but struggling. Like, I was really trying to do the right thing. I was really trying to adhere to the word of God, but it was like, no one's helping me and I don't have no one to talk to, right? And so that's probably like 20, 2010, 2011. So we're going to fast forward to 2017. Now... Um, I'll share more of my testimony as time goes on, but um, this is a really important part because 2016, I was supposed to go to school. So I graduated high school in 2016. I was supposed to go to James Madison University in the fall, but I couldn't because I couldn't get no financial aid. And I'm also a DACA recipient and DACA recipients can't get no type of financial aid for real. And so that was like really disheartening because... Um, and I'll talk about this on later episodes, but God really told me that I was gonna go to JMU and I was called to be there. But it wasn't happening, and I was like, yo, make it make sense. Like this is you said this is gonna happen. It's not happening. What's goody, right? Um, and I really I wouldn't say I fell into a depression after um I realized I couldn't go, but I definitely fell into lack of faith, like God, was that really you that said that? Do you actually have a plan for my life? Like, I was really like, <laughs> everything that I learned growing up, everything that I believed, it was it was very shaky at this point, you know? Because I, you know, I remember learning and knowing, and it's actually one of my anchor verses, that God has a good plan for me, a good purpose for me, but it's not. Is going to school not a good purpose? Like, why are you not letting it happen, you know? Um, and even then, I remember on my high school <laughs> graduation cap, I put, um, she laughs without fear of the future, right? Um, verse from Proverbs 31. And I just remember, <laughs> yo, what a time. I was not laughing without fear. Your girl was stressed i was like am i gonna go to school is this gonna happen so when it didn't happen i was like oh god you must not care about me you must not love me like you're not letting this come to pass like this is crazy um and the people who i basically call my godparents really gave me like good advice to focus on who god is instead of his hand in your life and that changed me radically but anywho um 2016 that fall was like yo me and god Yeah, we're boxing right now. I really don't know what to believe, you know. Um, And fast forward to like January of 2017, um, I did a fast. So my church growing up does 21 days of fasting in January. So um, first fruits, right? We know that. We're called to give the first, you know, income 10%, all that in tithe to God. And so the church that I grew up in really focused on doing that in the beginning of the year so first 21 days of the year he gives to God and in hopes of him changing things or doing things in you know for the rest of the year um actually I shouldn't say like doing things it's more like we give God we give this to you these 21 days and you know we leave it to you great expectations for the rest of the year and so that was the first year that I decided to take it seriously um, cause honestly I had nothing else to do. I was working, <laughs> I was working full time, um, at a restaurant and again, seeing all my friends go off to school and live in life. Right. And now, you know, I've been to the school thing and I'm like, they was not living life. Girlies are struggling. But, um, I was really, yeah, that's 2017 starting that fast. Like I was like, God, you finna. You're gonna show me something because this is this is not it. Um but I was really on my sad girl hours. Like I was crying every day. Like I'm saying I'm going to church Wednesday nights and just crying. I'm not even I don't even know what the pastor's saying. I'm just crying because God, you said this was gonna happen and it's not happening for me. And even more all these women of God in my life that were older, um whether it be like only like three, four years or like ten. You know, we're always like, it's going to be okay, have faith, God is in control, right? Just throwing Jesus glitter everywhere, all over my situation. And that used to just make me so mad because I was like, no one knows what I'm going through, right? Like, no one understands. Number one, for real, there's no way someone like me at the time that was mm, not undocumented, I have DACA, but someone in that position, especially at that time, 2016, for me to go to school anyway, for real, like for me to go to a four-year university, all I get was a social security and a work permit, right? Um, and I have aspirations to go to school. I have aspirations to be the first in my family to 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 go to college, right? Um, and God told me that I was going to go and it didn't come to pass. So what is good? Like you guys are telling me to have faith and trying to encourage me, but, like, no one knows what's actually happening. Like, no one knows what's going on in my spirit. And I just, like, every level of discouragement was there. Um, And also bear in mind all the things that I was saying earlier, all the things that I've struggled with growing up and not being able to talk to nobody about it because nobody's talking about it, right? Um, And it just felt like, oh, my gosh, like, I feel so alone, God. Like, this is crazy. Um, But, you know, I... There was something in me that was still, like, half faith. And I did. Um, And there were various things going on. Still trying to go to JMU and whatnot. But just things weren't working out. And as I was fasting, I was really like, Yo, God, I don't know what you're finna do. But, like, this is not looking good. This is not looking good for me. Like... The enemy's really trying to take me out, and he might win. Like, this is this is crazy. Um, but luckily, I had some amazing friends that um, continued to support me. And even though they didn't understand what was going on, they were like, you know, have faith. And I was like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. And um, that's actually when uh, my godparents told me about looking... At God for who he is and getting to know him for who he is and not just his hand in his life, because it kinda it'll change your perspective. And it did, luckily. Um, like honestly, the day one of the 21 day fast to the end of the 20 day 21 day fast, I was not the same Belinda. Thank you, God. Um, but I just remember being so discouraged. Like, God, I'm the only person going through this. On top of all the other stuff that I went through as a child, like growing up. Just I'm alone and no one talks about this stuff. And there are more things, right, that I could say about that. But the gist of it was I don't understand how all these women older than me can stand here strongly and say have faith in God. um, And like really hold on to his promises while I'm going through this. Like no one's telling me about their process. It's just... God is going to do it. God is amazing. Have faith. Hello? How about you tell me how you got through something, right? And just people just weren't doing that. And again, culturally, being a Ghanaian, within the African community, and I know it's also within the black community, and minority, like, actually, I'm sure it's for everybody. I know this is universal. People just don't be talking about their problems, right? It's everything is keep it in the house. And you only see the testimony at the end, you know, when everybody's giving their testimonies, people don't really sit down and talk about the process. And that was just really getting to me. Cause I was like, yo, like this is, this is a lot. I don't know who to talk to. People aren't being real with me. When I tell people my problems, they just say, God's got it. It's going to come to pass. And it's like, yes, that can be true, but let's talk about what's going on right now. You know? And it was just, it was just, really hard at that time so yeah I just remember just being really downcast because it didn't feel like anybody was being real and it was just I felt so alone um and at that point within the past that was also the first time that I decided to only listen to Christian music um just because I truly do believe what you put in is what you get out. Um, And at that point in time, I didn't really like understand that fully. Um, And I'll actually talk about that on later episodes, um, music and how impactful it is. But um, at that time, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to give this 21 days my all. I'm going to fast. And I'm also only going to listen to Christian music. And that was actually also the first time that I got off of social media as well for people who know me because ever since then I've been doing consistently every January and for people that know me like January Belinda's not gonna be on social media to the end because I get rid of social media as well but 2017 was the first time I did anything of that sort um and so when I was only listening to Christian music I was just being put on to like different types of artists and stuff and the way that I was raised, I was a really big 91.9 girly. Okay, for people in the DMV, you already know what that is, right? WGTS, 91.9. Um, also, I can definitely sing better than this, but <laughs> my voice is gone because there was a lot going on this weekend. But one day y'all will hear my voice, don't worry. Um, but 91.9 basically just play, plays like contemporary white Christian music. Um that was, you know, that was just a church I was um that's the church I grew up in. Um uh, my pastor was white, but it was actually pretty international, so um when you see like those things like for my African people, when you see those things on social media that's like, you know, African aunties at church, I got all of it to the point where it felt like I grew up in an African church, but I did not. <laughs> um, but ninety-one point one ninety one point nine girly And so I was catching music from there on top of like getting hip to like Tasha Cobbs and um, things like that. so like, I knew Israel Hooten, but like just getting deep. I was just getting deep into music because that's the only thing I was listening to. So it's like try to find different artists and things that, you know, you relate to and like their music. And so specifically working in country now, they're definitely, like, I don't think they're, like, rock. They're definitely not rock. But, like, they're, like, not, like, R&B or anything either. Honestly, give them a listen. I feel like people know their music but don't know it's them. Um, what was the name? I forgot the name of the album. But there was a song called Priceless. And I definitely encourage you guys to listen to the song. Now, again. It's not everybody's type of music, but the lyrics are real. Um and there was a specific line in the song actually let me let me find it real. It's really good. Like I said, y'all should definitely check it out. Or at least leave the read the lyrics if you want to listen to the song. But the song is called Priceless by African Country. And again, I'm only listening to Christian music, so the same playlist is just, like, honestly being played left and right. Um, And this song, Priceless, really caught onto my heart because of what I was going through at the time, right? Um, And there's a part in the song that says, I see you dressed in white, every wrong made right. I see a rose in bloom at the sight of you. It's like, oh, so Priceless. Irreplaceable, unmistakable, incomparable, darling, it's beautiful. I see it all in you. And now, because of where I was at in my walk at that point, like, faith dwindling, like, I was like, yo, is God really for me? Like, does this man really care about me? Um, I just remember hearing that song and really just, like, taking it to heart, right? Because regardless of me feeling hopeless... There was still something in me that knew, where else can I go? God, you're the, you've, you've been the only thing for me, especially growing up the way I did. There is a, there's still a part of me that knows that you'll never forsake me. There's still a part of me that knows that you are a good God. There's still a part of me that knows that you are faithful to deliver. It's just not happening for me right now. And I'm just really hurt by it you know like feeling low key betrayed like you told me this was going to happen and it's not happening so what's good you know um so when that song kept replaying and that part kept replaying i just remember one day feeling like i feel like god is saying this to me specifically right and that's why i encourage you to go like listen or read read the lyrics because I just remember being like, oh, it feels like God is really saying this to me, right? That that things are going to be okay. And that regardless of this process, things that I've gone through in the past and what I'm going through now, that there's going to be a day where every wrong is made right. And regardless of how I feel about myself with all the things that I was going through and the things that I'm going through now, um, the condemnations and whatnot, is going to be okay. There's going to be a day where I'm going to be made right, you know? And yeah, like that, that really just touched me. And that rose and bloom stayed in my head. Bear in mind y'all, this is 2017. Okay. was it? Six years ago. It just stayed in my head continuously because I'm just thinking about how beautiful a rose is, right? They're beautiful. They're beautiful flowers. And in bloom, that means that something is, that they're growing, right? And they're not fully done yet, but they're growing. And for me to be hearing the lyrics of this song and saying that I see a rose in bloom at this side of you, every wrong made right, I just definitely felt like, yo, God feels this way about me, that there's going to be a day where he's, well, I mean, if we want to keep it real and get a little deep, he already sees you as that, but. (laughs) <laughs> at the time, I was like, there's going to be a day where God sees me as complete and beautiful regardless of all these things that are going on. And that was just very encouraging to me at the time. It still is encouraging for real. Um, but that just kept replaying in my mind. And honestly, even now, just thinking about it and looking back, that definitely changed my perspective on who I was, and knowing that I'm not gonna be in this place forever, whether it's me not going to the school that I thought I was gonna go to, or things not going the way I think they're supposed to go, I'm still gonna be made right, right? God's God still sees me as beautiful, regardless of how I feel about myself. Going through this process, things are gonna be things are gonna be okay, right? And so that was just encouraging to me um, emotionally and mentally and spiritually, honestly. Because, again, I was down bad at that time. But I'm going through the fast, you know, and still, like I was saying earlier, thinking about how nobody's talking about going through any of this stuff. Like, it just feels like I'm by myself. And honestly, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could tell my friends who were also, Are in school because, like, everybody's living their own life, right? And, like, honestly, just feeling like very left behind. Um, but I just remember clearly towards the end of the fast, the Holy Spirit really saying, You can do that for other people, you can be that for other people, you can talk about the process, you can talk about how hard it is right now, even though you know that in the end things are going to be okay. And I was like, yeah, okay, God, whatever. I'm trying to go to school. Like, I just, <laughs> it was like, fine. Whatever you say. I can't even get a college education. How do you expect me to talk to people about the process? And as the days were leading up to the end of the fast, um, that just kept coming to mind, right? Um, and I just remember... I just remember God saying to me, again, you can do that to people. You can do that for, be that for people. Um, and it's going to be a podcast. Now, bear in mind. This is 2017, y'all. And maybe I was just living under a rock because I'm not going to lie to y'all. I did grow up kind of bush. Um, Maybe under a rock. But people, actually, let me not say people. In my sphere of influence, people were not listening to podcasts. Now, I don't know how long podcasts have been around. And honestly, I should look into it. But for me in 2017, I just remember being like, a oh, what? A podcast? I'm aware of what that is, but nobody listens to them joints. Like I was like, "Who? who does that? A podcast. Which made me even like, more, like, I was like, this is just me. Like, I'm putting this in the back of my mind. I don't care. Like, I really... <laughs> I'm trying to get to school, God. Like, you telling me all these things, like, cool. Let's focus on the situation at hand, for real. Like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to get to JMU. Which is still a crazy... <laughs> statement, personally. But... <laughs> love that school down. <laughs> um, but... I just remember the Holy Spirit saying, you're going to do that for people, and it's going to be a podcast, and I was like, sure, cool, whatever, again, get me into school, I don't care about none of that, that back of my mind, but again, as the days were leading up to the end, it just was like burning on my heart, right, and I just remember, I think it was like the second to last day, I really sat down with my journal, and I was like, God, You keep saying this thing, this thing keeps being laid on my heart, so fine, I'll adhere to it. Let's talk. And what really came out of that was you're going to be doing exactly what you need and what you needed when you were younger and at this time for other women. right? You're going to be talking about the process. With this process, you're going to create community. A community of women who are also running this race, this marathon for real with Christ and want to be at the end, want to be who you've, you know, who I've called them to be. But. It's hard right now, and it feels like they can't talk about it sometimes, right? So being or creating community for people to really talk about the process and number three. You're going to call it a rose in bloom because the same way that you can sit here in this process and know that at the end, it's going to be something beautiful. And I've called you to be something beautiful and you're just blooming is the same thing I want my other daughters to know. That it's hard and it can be hard right now, but there's something better at the end that I see them as a beautiful rose dressed in bright with every wrong made right you know and i just remember that touching me so deeply because it was like well one god little me i was 18 at the time y'all and so it's like me someone like me doing something like this that's crazy to me um but i also just remember feeling like yo this is so important i wish I wish I had someone that did that for me. I wish I had someone, not necessarily to talk me through the process, but was open and honest and transparent about the process and about the things that they were going through. I wish I had a plethora of women who could tell me the real, right? Things that they're facing in the spiritual, um, mentally, emotionally, and all this that comes with the walk. And I just remember telling God, like, okay, Fine. Fine. I'm going to do that. And by the end of the 21 days, my focus wasn't really going to school. Because I did exactly what my godparents told me to do. Focus on who God is and not what he can do for your life. Not focusing on his hand. And that changed my perspective totally. And by the end of the 21 days past, um, I was still a little sad girly-ish, but I had hope. Um, there was also a re... What's the word? Reignition. A new drive. I don't know the English. But a new drive, I guess, for um, lack of better terms of words, um, for who God called me to be, and also knowing that I'm going to be okay, regardless of what happens, right? And that was 2017. And, you know, that that's what came to light. So, yeah, like, that was just... That was what changed me, for real, knowing that things are gonna be okay. This process is gonna be hard, but I'm blooming. And it's it's all gonna be okay. Um, I still, I mean, at that time, I had understood more of what a Proverbs 31 woman is. And even now, I understand way more. Um, and that was still my goal and aspiration. And it was just like, that's gonna happen. It's gonna be okay, but it's gonna be a process. And forever for whatever you want to be in christ it's gonna it's gonna take some time and it's gonna be a process but god is walking walking through it with you and honestly he's already at the end right he's the beginning and the end he's already at the end he already knows who you are and who you're going to be but he's such a gracious god in the fact that he still walks it with us you know and so that that's how that's how all of this came to light that's how this podcast was created it was dropped on my spirit in 2017 um i mean spoiler alert i did go to jmu god was faithful honestly i mean i could cry but like in the best way possible um and honestly if anybody knows me for like for real for all i always say god is faithful because he is um, and in that, for that specifically, I tasted and saw that the Lord was good in my life. Um, but with all that being said, um, that that's going to be the tone of this podcast, for real. I'm going to be authentically sharing my story, all my struggles, things I struggled with in the past, things I currently struggle with today. Um, and I'm going to be real about it because... That alone factor, you really used to take me out, y'all. Like, the enemy was bossing me out. Like, you're going through this alone. You know, basically, you're trash, right? Like, this is this is all you. Women don't go through these things that you be going through. Like, you're weird. You're a really big weirdo for this. It's just you, right? And only to grow up and realize that's not true. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Um. So... Yeah, that's honestly, that's the, that's going to be the tone of this podcast, being real and other women of God that will also be joining me um, and sharing their stories, their struggles, their pitfalls, the good, the bad, right? Um, but sharing their processes, right, of becoming the women that God has called them to be. And I'm just really excited for it. Yeah. And so I'm just really excited to start this and to really go through this this process because I mean, it's learning for me, but it's also learning for everybody else, right? Um, and creating that community aspect again. Like, the devil is actually so crafty in making you feel like you're going through something alone when that's not the truth. And um, even when you find out that you're not alone in something, he's also very crafty in making you feel like you shouldn't say anything. Um, and again, a lie from the pit of hell, right? Um, James 5 literally tells us to confess to one another and healing will come through that. So I can only imagine how much healing could have happened for me when I was like 13, 14, 15. If I was able to, one, find out that someone was going through the same things I was going through. And number two, talk to somebody about it, right? So creating community in that aspect. Um, Also... (coughs) We don't have time to be fake anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really value authenticity. Um, and it's like, I personally don't have time to be fake about my walk. And honestly, you shouldn't either. Like, let's be real. <laughs> One of the best phrases that came out of 2022 is um b f f r personally. Um, Now, I'm not going to say it, because, you know, this is not that type of podcast, for real, but it's real, be for real. Let's be for real about this walk, and let's not do it alone, because we're not called to do that, you know? Um, But yeah, and also, um, as I was really praying about it, especially, like, late last year when I was when it was really brought upon my heart to really start this for real, you know, it feels like when I look back to 2017, it was definitely like, oh, you're going to do this one day. But it didn't feel like I needed to do it right then and there. Um, Up until like maybe like October, November of 2022, it really felt like it's now or never, like this is needed in the community. And um, it's just so interesting, right? Like, (laughs) From 2017 2022, <laughs> Belinda's been through a lot of life, okay. <laughs> it's real ghetto out there, okay. You know, I went to JMU and got real ghetto, okay. Um, outside of JMU, it got real ghetto like life. <laughs> like I said, the enemy was <laughs> boxing me, baby, and it was only by God's grace. I that's a Jesus tapping, you get it, you got it. I can't do this myself by myself, <laughs> but um. As I was really praying about starting this, like officially, um, I really felt like this whole podcast is just going to be anchored in Philippians one um, six. My phone. I'm just going to read it verbatim because I don't ever want to take anything out of context when it comes to the Word of God. Um. But Philippians 1:6 says, being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And when I look at that, it's the perfect verse or culmination of the process of blooming into who God called you to be. He started a good work in you and he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, right until the day Jesus Christ returns or when we meet him in glory. And so it's like, yeah, I'm blooming. I'm in this process. And he's going to continue doing a good work in me. He's going to continue the process until, until my race is ran, until it's done. And I just think that's so beautiful. And we also know that that's a promise. And we can hold on to that. That whatever we're going through in this time period, whatever we're struggling with, the good and the bad, for real. He's gonna keep working on us, and that's a promise and that's something I can rest in knowing that hey, I'm struggling with this today or the person that I am right now, I'm really not feeling her. I know that he's gonna he's gonna keep working in me, and he's such an amazing, intentional, and faithful God for even doing that, right He could have left me where I was at, okay, but he Picked me up and said false okay i love you too much to leave you where i found you and that's honestly that's the gospel for real <laughs> but um yeah that's that's what this podcast is going to be anchored in and that's that's the goal remembering that in the back of back of our minds and storing that deep in our hearts that as we're going through this process it's okay He's going to continue working in us and doing that good work. We're going to t- continue blooming. And until that day, right, until that day that we meet Christ, whether it's in glory or, you know, he comes back, because he has come back, okay, um, we're going to be those roses beautifully, dressed in white, every wrong made right. And so, yeah. That is the story of how a rose and bloom came to fruition. And like I said earlier, I'm super excited for what God's gonna do. And so yeah. Like what did, what, what, what did the the YouTuber say? I think it's yeah, okay. Like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to share. <laughs> a mess. Yes. Yo, the camera done died. The camera died as soon as I was telling y'all to like, comment, and share, right? The devil said, this is not going nowhere. Nobody's seen this. And I said, you foul devil. Not on my watch, okay? As for me, my house, we have extra cameras. Okay? Period. Try me, because I'm the right one. (laughs) Anywho, like comment share the video subscribe and i look forward to seeing you all next time in about two weeks right in the meantime continue blooming into roses that god already sees you as.